Are you listening to the award-winning CBJRadio.com yet? 28 different shows, over 55 hours of new programming every week. Shows range from hip-hop, to rock, to all independent artists, to hair rock, a Friday night request show, and many more. Get yourself a CBJ Radio t-shirt and make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello, friends. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I want some money from NCAA basketball. The weather's getting warmer here in Laramie. Last weekend was WrestleMania weekend. So what's next? As of now, my big event coming up is Widespread Panic at Red Rocks in June. And I would love to get more concerts in this year. I dialed down my concert goings in the last couple of years so I could do other things in life. But I really, really miss concerts. But not all the rigmarole it takes to get into the venue and the waiting for the band to come out. Um, that deters me a little bit. But I really do miss concerts. And folks, maybe, just maybe, one of my concerts this year will feature the guest for today's episode. Today's guest is Patrick W. Stafford. Now, being a DJ and owning part of an internet radio station, you know, cbjradio.com, has led me to meeting some interesting people and acquiring some great friends. Pat is one of them. Now, I learned so much about Pat in this interview And I'm not going to give any spoilers away. We do talk about many different subjects and our love for music and everything. But let's just get to the interview. Born and raised here uh, in in Wyoming, but I was born in Buffalo, Wyoming. And I, I was lived in Buffalo for most of my childhood before we moved to Casper. So. So are, are your parents like native Wyoming Knights, native Buffalo? Yeah they're, yeah, they're actually high school sweethearts. They're both, ah. they're both from Buffalo, Wyoming. So my whole family growing up was always in Buffalo. Grandparents and everything. Oh yeah. It was the, the wow. whole thing. Big wow. Buffalo. <laughs> so, so for the, for the listeners at home, um, for everybody's listening to this podcast, how big is Buffalo, Wyoming? <laughs> like how big is it yeah it's big it's just a small little town that's nestled in at the the base of the bighorns kind of a you know in between the routes going to yellowstone and going over the bighorns so huh. it's it's not i'm not sure what the the population is yeah so or, or how big was your graduating class that's a better question that that oh, gives people a and that's that's what's crazy is uh you know i i was there oh my sophomore year and then we 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 kind of picked up and we had to my dad sold his uh well servicing company and we ended up moving to 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 casper oh so yeah so i went to i went to school at kelly walsh oh so your graduating class was 300 plus yeah i was big so yeah compared to compare, compared to buffalo <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah you, grew, you grew up you grew up in Buffalo, you know, you knew, you knew everybody and, 
you know it's like you were all everybody was friends and oh the girls over and over as, as a kid so oh yeah oh i'm sure your parents and your business before you did <laughs> yeah they did. it's one of those yeah, you, you know we were as kids growing up you could you know we'd we'd get on our skateboards we'd run from one side of Buffalo to the other, <laughs> you know, you could be on one side the next, next hour, you're, you're back on the other side of the Creek, you know, <laughs> riding down the spillways. I moved to Laramie from a suburb of Portland, Oregon. Oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was going to be a shock, man. That's 13 <laughs> years old too. So they'll probably one of the worst times to leave Uh gigantic yeah. culture shock. Um, uh, I, I always tell a story in the podcast. The Saturday before we moved to Laramie, um, on Saturday Night Live, there was a spot. There was a, a, a sketch called Laramie Vice, and it had all yeah, it had all the old Wild Bill, Wild West characters, Wild Bill, all of them, and and dirt roads, horses and stuff. And my friends are just like, "You're moving there? Oh my god!" And I'm like, oh, "I couldn't believe it," even though. My stepdad had been in Laramie a full year before us working on the University of Wyoming. You know, it's just like another town. It's 30-some thousand. Like, it was normal, like a normal town. But definitely moving here is 13. There's definitely a lot of culture changes. Um, for me, I was big old hip-hop fan. I moved here, and, and it became like I couldn't uh, find it. It was yeah, really it was hard. Coming I'd to Wyoming, being a hip-hop fan would be yeah. pretty good, I think. So. MTV <laughs> was my outlet to what 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 I wanted to hear, I think. Yeah. Which I would like, yep, I have a lot of those uh old poppy hip hop stuff like uh-huh. Fresh Prince, DJ yeah. Jeff, Jeff, Tom, yeah, stuff like that. Uh later on got into more like NWA and stuff, but I was like just dying. I think my mom had a friend that had a record store here eventually in Laramie. And so she carried all the stuff I wanted. It, it was nice, but I was still very much far away from the hip hop that I wanted um but yeah it was a culture shock and uh and so but yet looking back laramie wyoming state of wyoming has done my family well so i really can't complain myself my parents yeah everyone and um crazy growing up in 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 wyoming you didn't have unless you had like mtv and stuff yeah like there was a, a kid i remember moved from chicago his name was steve tibbs and he showed up and he's like, he's like, you guys ever ever heard of Rob Bass before, man? Oh yeah. No, you know, I don't know anything about it. Like, have you yeah. ever heard of Lofty or anything? You're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, so he, he brought all that with him. You know, we started listening to that kind of, you know. Yeah. You know. Oh, I um, yeah, musically, I too short. Well, the stuff. town I left in Oregon um blew up over like a hundred thousand. It's much more bigger than that, and so like. I really moving here escaped a lot of almost big city problems. I don't yeah. know if I would have gone to college. I don't know if there's a lot of things that would have happened if I would have stayed out in Oregon. And so, I mean, I still have my dad and stepmom live out there, but I don't know a lot of these things. I w- it would have been a different growing up experience. And so thankful that, and then I choose to live in Wyoming again. I thought uh, once I finished college, I was out and went yeah. to New York a little bit and then came back. Now, once you once you you start here, man, when you go somewhere else, it's like it's yeah. good to visit places, but there's really no place like Wyoming, man. It's like, oh. you, like you, as soon as you leave, you're like, I'm ready to go back. I'm like, <laughs> where are the wide open spaces? All right, how geographically where I'm at? Oh, there's mountains. All right, got it. All right, here I'm at. 
um, I remember driving back and seeing the mountains, you know, kind of rise in the horizon. And yeah. I was like, home. Yeah. And it Even was, doesn't matter how windy or how bad it gets in the winter or whatever. It's like, yeah. man, want to get home. So. Yeah. Well, also that when we get this crazy weather and stuff, a lot of roads close down and I'm like, yep, it keeps out the riffraff. Yeah. Keeps yeah, out the riffraff. Laramie's crazy. I got, I got a son that, that swims. Yeah. For, for high school and we, like whenever we're like, oh man, there's a meet in, in Laramie. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, going over the bait, going to the, over the basin. It's like, oh man, it's always so bad. It's not so, easy. No, not it's, easy. Uh, <laughs> even, easy. In, even in summer, in warmer weather, the wind can be so strong. It'll shut down roads. That is crazy. That, that is, is crazy. Yeah, right. Go, uh, <laughs> back to growing up. Um, siblings. You got siblings? Yes, I have a, I have one brother. So Old, he, older, younger? No, he's 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 older. He's about three years older. So oh. he he actually lives right outside of Casey. Oh. But he he runs the Buffalo Creek Ranch. He's got a couple okay. ranches that he has, and and then if you drive through Casey, his 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 he they have the uh, Sinclair gas station there. Okay, okay. So, um, so as a quintessential young brother. Were you always following him around, listening to his oh, music, yeah. trying to be just like him? Yeah, no, it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, if it wasn't for my brother, I probably wouldn't have the love for country music that I have. Yeah. I was a, uh, I kind of liked you know rock and roll. I was yeah. a Van, ha I was a Van Halen fan. I was a, uh, you know, I liked AC/DC and Iron Maiden, Metallica, and and so I was I was listening to that stuff, and and then uh, we always used to he would take me to basketball practice or pick me up and he'd, he'd like, he'd, he'd show up and he'd be like, Hey, and he'd, he'd stick in the tape. And I'm like, nah, we have to listen to this again. And he'd throw, <laughs> in, like, he'd throw in Randy Travis. And I'm like, I can't believe we have to listen to this, man. This is, and then like within like a couple months, I was singing along every, every song, you know, I was like, cause I mean, we, you know, we liked George Strait and stuff, but yeah. you know, Randy Travis is kind of, I kind of got my start there, you know, and uh, so if it wouldn't have been if it wouldn't have been for him, like, yeah, I mean, I everything he did, he's he was good at everything. He he's the girls liked him, you know, he, <laughs> he was a really and he was like, he's a golfer, too. Um, he, he played golf. He was way good. And he, <laughs> and he later on, he was he rodeoed and he rode and stuff. Huh. So but it's like, uh, yeah, he's now he's a, he's a, like a full time rancher. They got cows like crazy and like like 600 head or something wow. crazy like that. So, but yeah, so I was always growing up. I was always, the, I, I always wanted to skateboard and stuff, you know, we were yeah. lunar opposites, man, but it's like, yeah, I always loved it and always wanted to be like him and followed him around on my BMX bike growing up. And I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, my six, I have three sisters. Um, my oldest one's six years older than me. Then I have a stepsister, and then I have a sister that's eleven years younger than me. Um, Growing up with sisters, man, they, they beat up on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For, it, for a long time, it was uh, it was my older sister and myself, and everyone would say, "Oh my God, you're the best brother sister combo." But behind the scenes, she was kicking my ass and torturing me and all that good stuff. And uh, but her music totally influenced me but until hip-hop came around and she wasn't really into it and i was and that was kind of our dividing lines and also at the time um 
she has great athletics. She has great academics. And so my teachers and coaches were all like, oh, Rochelle's little brother. And and they were like, would say stuff like, Rochelle didn't do it that way. And I'm like, well, I'm not her. Oh, like, man, I that all the time, man. My brother was like, the teachers love my brother. So, yeah, well, I get it. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to escape that shadow. Yeah. And, uh, once I moved to Laramie, she had, didn't have any, like, she didn't graduate high school in Laramie or anything like that. So nobody knew her. And... I developed my own me and uh, she was the first ever rude. Her nickname was rude by a coach. We had, he yeah. was her track coach and my football coach. And I remember getting to play for him and he's like, Oh, you're rude's little brother. I'll just call you rude. Yeah. That, that started there. Moved to Wyoming. <laughs> didn't take the nickname. Part of the last name. Uh, right. It's easier to say. Didn't take the nickname with me to Wyoming and by my sophomore year of high school, Friends, you know, call each other by their last names, and flask rude really hard to spit out, and so they're just like rude, rude, you're rude now, and and that stuck a lifetime, and uh, but my older sister will always be like, I'm the original rude, and I go, I made it famous, <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you did, yeah, you did, mm -hmm. and and so what? I mean, like, well, you said you left Buffalo, small town, small small town in Wyoming yeah. to Casper. What kind of yeah. culture shock was that? Well, well, it was pretty. I was like, man, I was like, I, at first, I, I talked to my grandparents. My grandparents were like, you can stay, you know, you can stay. Um, and then, uh, but my grandmother had been remarried later in life. And my dad, had, he'd mentioned, he's like, you know, this could be the last years of her life together, you know, with happiness. And she's, you know, it's not real fair. And, and then leaving my mom, you know, my dad yeah. was like, you know, we're getting, he's moving his whole family, you know, or just me and my, my parents and he's like we want you to go with us and and i'm like i was like i did not want to be in casper you know i for i, I was so used to growing up when all my good friends in buffalo growing up with all them and it's like you know you play sports with them yeah you know and you just do everything with them and it's like you don't you don't want to change but like you were saying who knows you know i don't know if i would have went down the path that i i went down if i if i would have never left I may still be in, you know, in, in Buffalo doing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I've had, a, I've been very lucky with, uh, and, and successful with my family in, uh, Casper, Wyoming. So it's, uh, yeah, it was like a big culture, culture shock and, and school was different, you know, going to Kelly Walsh, there was like so many kids, like, you know, I, you know, there's the, it took forever to get to know as many as you did. And then there were still oh, yeah. people you don't, you don't ever know that they're totally different classes and stuff. So it's oh, yeah. a big, big school compared to, to Buffalo where everybody knows everybody. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it was kind of a, it was kind of a weird deal. Like a going from a, a small town school where the, the teachers are always like, they're, they're on you, you know, they're like, you, you gotta do this. You gotta do this, this way. And it's like, you come to a big school like Kelly Walsh. And I was like, man, it's like, this school's, I, I got this, man. <laughs> I was like, everybody's like, you took notes? Yeah, I, I've always taken notes, you know? It's like, what do you, you got note cards? <laughs> like, yeah, they made us do that in Buffalo, man. You know, it's like, I was I was pretty successful in, in school. I, I mean, I at first, you know, when especially when you don't know anybody, you're like, yeah. great. your grades start. And my dad's like, what's wrong with you? You're getting good grades. You know? <laughs> yeah. It didn't take long. You know, I could, you know, and then I was back, I was back to just B's or C's or whatever it was at the time. 
that's when I, when I started meeting, meeting girls and, and, and buddies. So, yeah. Uh, growing up, are you, were you academically inclined? Were you athletically inclined? I did, I did everything, you know, yeah. that's, I, growing up in Buffalo, you, you know, you play basketball and football. I played a little golf even in, 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 uh, maybe soccer when I was younger, but yeah, we, we did all that. I wouldn't say I was a good student. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was, uh, I, my favorite thing that I used to study was probably girls growing up. So, <laughs> so I was better, I was better at that than anything. Uh, well, maybe not better at it. That's, that's what I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, just, yeah. You know, but it's like all those, you know, little girlfriends growing up and stuff. That's that, that, that drives a kid when he's, when he's younger. But uh, no, I was, I was probably a terrible, I would say I was not real good with math. Um, I love, I always love science. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I came here to Casper, it's like, I was like, I, I kind of did real well with science. I got it, you know, it was like something I wanted to do. And then uh, I, I actually went, to, you know, for fire science. Okay. When I went, went to college at Casper College. And then, uh, and now I have the world's, longest associates degree i could have i should probably <laughs> done something important but i was working full time you know the whole time i was doing that yeah doing whatever i could just so i could get a, a fire department or you know like a fire job okay so, um well speaking of that <laughs> um why what what uh attracted you to uh eventually becoming a, a fireman well, I, we talked about it earlier, like taking fire science. So there must have been something that was on your mind. Well, it it was, it was, but it was kind of crazy when I when I left, <laughs> I left Kelly Walsh when I was, you know, going to school at at uh, Casper College. I actually went to school for commercial art. Okay, I was uh, I was an I liked doing art. I was really successful while I was going <laughs> to school at K, at Kelly Walsh, and I did tons of sculpture and drawing, and I did. I mean, I went to state and, and really cleaned up and wow. so I, thought, I thought, man, that's what I want to do. I want to be, I like doing 3d stuff, you know, sculpture. And so I was like, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I can, you know, go that way. So I, I actually went to school for that. And, uh, and I think I, I, I spent more time drinking beer and, and having fun <laughs> with my buddies. So, you know, it's like, and it's like, I, I was, I literally, I think I had tonsillitis and and uh, I get kept getting strep throat because I was just there was no sleep. You know, <laughs> I, I just was partying, having a good time, and then uh, I ended up like later on in life getting my tonsils taken out, and it kind of kind of slowed down my process in college. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, get, getting kind of out, getting sick and stuff. So yeah. and then so then I got my tonsils out, and I'm like, I thought, man, I, I was like, gosh, I'm I'm gonna have to do something else, you know? I'm like, this isn't working. And I thought, well, I'll join the Navy or. So I was talking to all the recruiters and everything. And I was going to go that way. And then I, I ran into a, a, a good friend from Buffalo, Mike Whaley. And I'm like, what are you doing here in Casper? And he's like, I'm going to school for fire science. And I go, fire science? I go, what's that? And he goes, to be a fireman. And, and Mike was cool because in Buffalo, his dad was always on the fire department. So whenever they would bring the fire trucks, his dad would you know, be flowing water. And it's like, I was like, man, I, and I always, I was, I had a thing for that. And I thought, I was like, you mean, you get paid to be a fireman? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I mean, they have jobs for that. Yeah. Yeah. They, have, they, they do that here in Casper. And I'm like, that's what I want to do, man. I want to, I want to be a fireman, you know? And so I took their, a rescue class and some wildland classes. 
and uh, the rest was history. I, I got sucked into the wildland. I went to, I worked to work for the BLM for about two and a half years. Now, yeah. do, so, yeah. do you have choices? I mean, to go and like fight fires in the forest or to be like a, a community firefighter, like houses. Yeah. Well, um, that start, that's the way it usually starts. I mean, for me, it started, I was, I did wildland firefighting for the, for the Bureau of Land Management. And then uh, I did that for a couple of years. And then the, the whole goal in my mind was that someday maybe I could be a, a structure firefighter. For structure, there is the word. <laughs> and, and, and so uh, I, I, I took the test for the Casper Fire Department. I actually took it uh, four times. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a brutal testing uh, process. And at the time when I would go, there would be two or 300 people that you were going against for maybe like two or three jobs. Wow. So, uh, and it was, uh, I, man, I, I took that test four times. I, I, I made the list two times, the uh, the time before the last time I, I, I went all the way through the interview process and then they just weren't, they didn't hire after that. And then the last time I got on the list, I was told that there's probably not a chance they were going to get to me. And then they had a huge turnover. They had like six guys leave. Oh, wow. And, and then I was on, I was able to, to slide slide in I, I was very blessed i was very lucky yeah to get a, you know get a good job and so then the of course you have a year where you come on and and the, they say, send you through the hell year and when uh, our our trainer that when we came on his name is brandy Bryan. he's ex-navy seal so <laughs> he he ran us like I, I i joke about it i was like two you know like 230 pounds when i came on and when i got done with my training i was like 198 <laughs> So it's pretty, it's pretty brutal when you come yeah. on and, you know, you're just trying to just trying to survive and you got to go through all your testing and school. And I don't like doing it again. I'm like, I, I don't even know if I could do it again. You know, the, the, <laughs> the guys that they have coming on, it's just it's just incredible. So they're all really good at their job. Well, physically, they're coming on great, but you have all the experience. So <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you can't that's teach what, that. That's what I'm told. I, that's what I, that's, or I'm older. That's yes. What, <laughs> you're, you're a wily veteran. I like right. wily right. veteran. I'm, I am the senior firefighter on the Casper fire department now. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> Those moments in life. Right. Right. I, when I was one of the youngest managers in my department. And now I'm getting close to being the oldest. Man. So, yeah, so uh, yeah it, it, it was like, where did that time go? Man, where did that time go? Um, so, right. like, uh, on a normal, like, you know, work schedule, do you do you stay at the, the the firehouse or do they you stay at home and then roll out when they get the call? You know, no, how does that work? I basically leave my house for two days, so I work a uh, forty-eight ninety-six. So oh. it's basically two days on at the station. So I leave, I leave my house. I go in at eight o'clock in the morning, and then I don't leave for two days. Okay. And eight o'clock in the morning, I'm replaced by by another crew. And and so then, then you're on call after that, or you're off for? Uh, well, I'm I'm always. I mean, there's always a chance. Okay. I mean, if, if there's an emergency, they can call you back in for anything. Sure. And uh, and then there's there's also callbacks too. So. Um, I had 30 callbacks last year. That's 30 24 hour callbacks. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was a way busy year last year. It's not always like that, but as a general rule, I like to I like working with other crews and taking callbacks. So 
And there, is there extra money in the, involved in the callbacks? There might be. There might be a little extra money involved. So yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's actually uh, towards the end of your career, you kind of you want to take callbacks because they they take your highest three years. Okay. And they take it average. So the more the more you work, the better off you are. So, so it pays yeah. off to be the most senior. Uh, <laughs> well, <firefighter. laughs> it, it, I don't know. It's it's still I still get paid the same as you know a regular stepped yeah. out firefighter, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you you know, just getting the opportunity to, I mean, they do a, a callback list and they'll go through all 70 some guys, you know, it's like, and if they say no, then it comes back up to you and you say yes, you know, or, you know, it's like, that's why I just work a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. I mean, it, which cuts into my, which actually cuts into my music time, you know, it's like, because if I'm, if I'm working, I, what I want to be doing, I, I love firefighting. That's my, yeah. That's my that's my bread and butter man i love it but i love to play music too so that it, it's hard to it's a balance i'm not very good at it but uh i still get to create i get to make music so i'm good i'm good with it i'm gonna touch in the music in a second <laughs> but i have a question about um firefighting or the gear you wear um i i knew this gal down in colorado springs friend of ours that was doing a lot of fundraising for bulletproof vests for firefighters. Right. Is that a thing in Wyoming yet? Yeah, we do. We have, we carry, uh, and we use it for like, uh, like shooter incidences and, you know, anything where, you know, there's something might, there might be a shooter. Uh, we do have, uh, armor or just, wow. you know, a, a vest that we can wear. It basically, it covers your core. It covers yeah. the important stuff. So, not your not your melon or anything so it's like as long as you get hit like in the in the target area then you're okay. <laughs> i yeah. i i mean i just found it so kind of heartbreaking when i found them out i mean they have to fundraise uh to get that kind of stuff i'm like yeah and and it has to be worn because we have crazy people shooting at firemen like right. well, firemen. i mean and like in big cities and stuff, that's a it's a that's a big big thing, you know. Like they yeah. they'll work them all the time. Uh, we're we're very fortunate that we we don't have too many incidents like that, you know. And and we got a pretty our the police department and the CPD and in Casper is pretty incredible. They they they're they're pretty quick to respond and and they're they're ready to go so that they have all the gear. But we yeah. just. Oh. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll stick back, you know, if there's an incident, and then and they'll go in and clear it before we have to go in. But yeah, I mean, I did, yeah, I remember her telling me that, and I was like, "What, really, man? Yeah. I guess just, the situation." Yeah, you, just, you just don't think of that stuff, but yeah, that's part yeah. of it. And um, when I lived out in New York, um, I was worked at a TV station. We had a few, uh, I probably volunteer firefighters that worked with us at the station and everything and so i get some insight and all that stuff it's pretty cool and and then now i mean i was there doing 9 11 and so i'm like and now they probably have to wear bulletproof vests or, sure. or bomb proof vests or whatever you know like just to go try to save people and save a structure yeah, like the world's a different place now man yeah it, it it's sad but has that's that way all right switching gears we talked about music you teased it because a lot of people recognize this name, Patrick W. Stafford, from being a musician, especially on, you know, I got my radio station shirt on. Right. Yeah. On, on cbjradio.com. And um, so when did you start playing? What made you pick up a guitar? 
Well, I actually, uh, I, for a long time when I was a kid, I, I wanted to play guitar. Uh, I actually started playing drums first. Okay. And so my, my brother, he played the French horn <laughs> and, uh, he kind of ruined music for me. Cause like mm. my dad's like, you don't get to play music, man. Cause <laughs> we're not doing the French <laughs> horn. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, it's like, so I, you know, I'm like, I always wanted to, I love music. I was like, always, you know, how you were, you know, and that back in that time, you made, you, you would always make, you know, tapes and stuff. And I'd yep. listen to the video, just at, lit, waiting for that one song to come on and you'd hit the, the record button. And so I was like, it was always like the cool thing to do. But uh, I, what, what started is I, one of my buddies had a, an old drum set and he offered to sell it to me. And uh, so we made, I can't remember, we made some kind of trade or I, I paid him like 50 bucks and I got a Ludwig, you know, starter set, you know, with two, like, yeah, I only had one Tom. It was a small set, you know, and like a couple symbols that were all beat to hell and in a hi-hat. And, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I snuck it into the house, you know, I snuck it into downstairs and I set it up and I had it all set up. In <laughs> it, it took like two weeks. And then my dad, I, I remember he came home and, like he was moving around and like I hear him walking into the room where I had the drum set and I was like just waiting for it. He came in, he he opens my door and he goes, Not when I'm home. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, man, I won't play when you're home. And uh so then I just, you know, beat this beat that and then and then I, I when I moved to to Casper, I took those the set with me. And uh I just it was one of those things, it's like, man, I'm I'm not gonna ever be a a rock star and i sold i sold the drum set and then uh i had a good friend uh mark lewis who who loaned me uh i think it was i don't know if it was an ibanez i think it was an ibanez electric guitar in his amp uh -huh. he's like i'm not playing it if you want to play it and so you know when you're then you know, i was i was playing iron maiden wasted years i was like you know i just kept doing that over and over and so that was like my first, I mean, I, I had borrowed a, acoustic guitars from buddies. We had uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Scott Rogers in, in uh, Buffalo, let me borrow. They had this, they, this <laughs> old guitar that they spray painted orange and black and they called it the Kramer guitar, you know, I had a <laughs> Kramer on it and it was hilarious. And they, they let me borrow that for a couple of weeks. And uh, that's how that was probably the first guitar I ever got to play. But then uh, when like, I moved to Casper, I started doing a little electric, but it wasn't till I know it's a long winded story, no. but it's like it wasn't it wasn't till probably I was in college that I started really playing guitar. Um, I borrowed another another. I was always borrowing guitars. Um, <laughs> I, I borrowed a. Uh, and it was actually a Gibson, which at the time I, you know, you don't even appreciate what you have. It was a Gibson that had been broken and I glued it back together. He said, if you can glue it back together and get it working, then you can play it. And that's what I, I wanted to play so bad. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I glued that the neck had been broken by him and one of his buddies. And so Frank Neville gave me this a first really, you know, a good acoustic guitar that I could play. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was beat to hell. And, um, uh, then I started playing that. And then after that, I, I started to write, I mean, I, I'd always kind of written songs just jokingly, mostly, you know, rap or whatever, you know, <laughs> putting, putting rhymes together or whatever. But I, I wrote, uh, my first song and then it just kind of, 
I kept going, you know, just a little bit at a time, but I really, really got into it later on. Um, probably my second year of college, I started writing songs and, and playing. And then, then of course, when I got on the fire cruise, people would come over and we would play, play guitar and everybody. Uh. Would sing. So we would we'd play at parties and then every once in a while, this, uh, there's a, a mu musician here in Casper. His name's Chad Lore. He kind of, he would, he knew we were playing songs and he would like, he'd grab us and go, come up here and play on stage. <laughs> First, you know, that was at the Wonder Bar. You know, oh, we, yeah. He'd, he'd grab us and he'd put us on the Wonder Bar, put us on the stage and you'd be shaking, you know, and like you'd start playing. And, and then, uh, so I played a couple of my songs up there and that kind of helped. And so I just kind of kept going after that. You kind of lived the Eddie Van Halen life there. Went from drums to guitar. One yeah, of, one of your heroes there. I still, I still have a set of drums that, and that's kind of one of those things. I, I keep a drum set so when we're, whenever we're practicing, drummers don't have to carry stuff. He can just come over and jump on the drums. So there's a, a good place to practice. That makes it like people are shocked that they're like, you don't play any music instrument, and I was like, I do have a guitar. Um, I pick it up, I tune it. And then you put it back down. <laughs> I swing on it for a little bit, and then I put it back down. Um, and a lot, I mean, I was always interested, but I'm left-handed, and it was hard to find left-handed guitars. Right. So you just noodle around on, and like, even my first lessons were on right-handed, and it just broke my brain. Yeah. And, uh, and now I have a left-handed guitar. And so I'm always like, you know, and I never want it to happen, but I was like, if, you know, if I stop being a DJ or stop being, you know, on CBJ radio, I'd probably play it more. Cause anytime I step into my now studio, yeah. I, it's always to do cowboy, uh, cow, ooh, CBJ radio uh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I almost said dumb words, which is CBJ radio.com and, or to do this podcast. Yeah, or to get stuff ready for the next show or whatever. And so I'm like, uh, and I look over, I'm like, yeah, I see guitar, Quit yeah, talking shit. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I mean, it's just impressive. And, and I remember the days uh, of taping songs. And even I went as far when I was living in the dorms. I had um, a CD player that was, you know, connected with a tape player. And so I would, I was basically like cutting parts of songs together with the tape player right. and so like um i had you know like That's old school man yeah <laughs> like you had the this is my most memorable example um the song you know the doors this is the end and it has the part da -da -da -da, mother i want to and it goes into fuck the police by nwa <laughs> and 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 it was stuff like that, that i'd be like oh and my roommate in college even got in on it. We'd be like listening to music and I'd be like, oh, that's a good, that's a good sample. That'd be great for our, our mixtape. Um, and then I always say the weirdest part of becoming a DJ was how I got the job. I was DJing. I wasn't DJing. I was going to the parlor bar here in Laramie, a ton. It's above the buckhorn. And yeah. I, I, I'd been there a lot underage and I turned 21, maybe in a month or two. And one of the manager was, was like rude. You like music? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you want to be a DJ? And I was like, yeah. No clue. I, I knew they brought in their, you know, CDs and milk crates. 
And I kind of got a quick, like, here's our system. This is how you do it real fast. Kind of how to fade back and forth. Yeah. And uh, so many people spill drinks on that system. It was yeah. terrible. But, I mean, that's how it started. And I had no rhyme or reason. It'd be like, yeah, here's some, uh, you know, Chuck Berry into a lot of sports. Like, I, now I have, like, more of a style to it yeah. and everything. And, and I'm five, six songs ahead. But, yeah, people are like, did you always want to be a DJ? And I'm like, I, I it was sure no i don't I'm not a bar dj i never really thought about it but like you just love music yeah i just love music and and so i was like i'm in and then it's weird now because i have so many friends from that the music world mm-hmm. that forget they're always like i forget that you were like a full-time jock in high school you're like an all-state football player like i was like yeah you know can't really play football right now so I dive into music. That's, that's probably the... everybody's got to do something. You got to yeah. go one route or another. So yeah, and growing up, we had in Oregon. We kind of lived out in the country a little bit, um, so we didn't have cable right away. So we had like four channels. Yeah, so, I, if you five, maybe if you move the rabbit ears around. So <laughs> it was like, well, we have a gazillion radio stations. So I'm a, I listen to a ton of music, and my mom tells me stories like. You know, she was talking about because I just started a vinyl collection and stuff, and she was like, "Oh, I remember this album and this album. We used to just dance around and sing." And I'm like, "Might have to get those albums," you know, because I've noticed I'm looking for vinyl like albums that are complete albums that I can listen to and just let it play in the background. Right. It's not like one or two songs. So that's why, yeah, a lot the older the older you know albums, vinyl especially, yeah. Like, when you spin that, you listen to the whole album. You don't just listen to one song, you know. Yeah. So, and that's like, that's just that just didn't you know how good the music industry used to be. It's just like every song on an album, they were trying to get you with every song. Oh so, yeah. So like like when you find an album that's got like all good songs on it, you know, yeah, you just want to let it play through. Oh yeah, I'm like I'll pull I'll look up albums. I'll be like, yep, this is one that's going to my collection because <laughs> I can listen from song one to ten or whatever one to. All yeah. oh, two albums, you know, I can do all that. I mean, and a lot of them, the one I've been looking at are definitely memories of my childhood. And I probably still listen to it all the way through, whether it's on CD or digital yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it's nice to have now. I put it on the background and I, can remember, I remember listening to like the very first album, like that I thought was, I mean, as a kid when I was, I mean, that was when I was like in probably in kindergarten. Was, yeah. You know, Grease. Listen to the Grease yes. soundtrack. I thought every, you know, it's like we. You'd listen to it and you'd let and you'd, you'd sing every song, you know, because that's just what you did back then. Yeah. Oh well, influenced by my older sister. Yeah. Um, we had Grease vinyl back in the day for everybody, sure. Everybody had Grease vinyl. I know. And then I always make the, the. You always hear the joke about Peter Frampton comes alive in Wayne's World. It's like it came with boxes of Tide in the mail, and I'm like. <laughs> I had a Peter Frampton Comes Alive album back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I was like, it's, my it's, older it's, sister did. I probably didn't. Have it. Generational, like I, you see those albums, those famous albums, like you know, like the the Tijuana Brass Band. You know, it's yeah. like you see, you know, it's like every, every old record collection has yeah Cream album, you know, or Cream, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like, and then, and so it's like yeah, like it's it's just like that, you know. I mean, of course. Like now, it's like I I love listening to vinyl. I love I love old audio stuff. Anything you know, electronic. I fix 
I fix arcade games and pinball machines and, and, uh, some stereo equipment. So I appreciate, I appreciate old electronics a lot. So. Yeah. It's not that people are like, well, what do you think? I figured you have a, a, you'd have vinyl by now. And I was like, (laughs) I I wanted, I wanted portable. I wanted, I grew up on vinyl. I said, I wanted portable. I wanted access. Um, yeah, that all came about. But it is truly vinyl is a richer sound than any MP3 you can play. Well, um, and it, I think it gives you something like yeah, the music that 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 people have now, like the kids, they they listen to the Apple Music and they they listen to Spotify or whatever Pandora or whatever. But when they're listening, they just they or they buy that music, they get their iTunes or whatever they're buying. Yeah, and and they then they that's it it's like there they don't have the the cover art they don't have the the side notes they don't have the the album you know you know sleeve that they can read you know all the words on like there was something to owning something having yeah. actually having having something in your hands that was always that was always amazing you know and that's when i did my first album i did full tilt i wanted i wanted a jewel case you know, I wanted oh, yeah. it, I wanted it to, you know, to be able to open it up and say thank you to all my friends and family, you know, and, and that's I that's what I, you know, pictures of my family. And, you know, that's that's what I wanted. So it's like that's what I did. It's like I still if I do and if, you know, we do this a second album, for, which, you know, I'd love to do. But if we do that, it's going to be on vinyl. I, there's just uh, no other way to do it. You got I've had one in a jewel case. I need one on vinyl, you know. Yeah. So, um, uh, Chauncey Williams and Younger Brothers put out God, their album College, yeah, on tape. I know, I saw that, yeah. And I, I kind of gave them crap about it. And they're like, All our fans have old trucks, and yeah. they all got tape decks. And I was like, All right, genius. I wonder, I wonder if they sold them all, I mean, if they're completely out. It'd be a good to ask, if yeah, you, I'll have to ask him when I see him, yeah, because I saw when he, when he did the release. And he, he goes, he goes, check this out. And I'm like, oh man, I love that. You know, like, anybody, <laughs> yeah. anybody that comes out with vinyl, you know, it's like, I just, you know, like Chris Stapleton, I, I bought the Traveler album on oh. vinyl, you know, and then I, the Steel Drivers, uh, like anybody I can get on vinyl. Like, I, I love it. It just, I mean, I can sit and just listen to it. Oh yeah. It's just so rich and you can hear it, you know, spinning and right. so it's, like the quote in Almost Famous, when he's like, "You can hear the, <laughs> yeah, and it, you know that MP3s kind of gloss over." Yeah, <laughs> I never thought I'd be sounding like Neil Young and bitching about MP3s, <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's one of those things. I love that music. I love that instant gratification of because I listen to I listen to Pandora a lot. Yeah, and then and I list I like I Bluetooth it in my truck. You know, I, I listened to a lot of, you know, the Turnpike Troubadours and Wade, uh-huh. Wade, Wade Bowen and and stuff like that. You know, so Randy Rogers, you know, so it's like when I'm listening to that, it's like I don't I don't have to have this huge library. I just I put it on a station and like I can listen to this this incredible new music. You know, yeah. people, people are like, oh, old, all the old music is is the best. It's like, man, have you heard like some of the Red Dirt Road country and some of that you know like like i said that randy rogers and uh turnpike troubadours the music that they're putting out is is absolutely incredible i mean they're they're incredible musicians yeah and but yeah but that that's the that's the the good part about 
you know, digital music is you can, sh it's so shareable, you know, it's like, it's, and it's so convenient. Everybody's oh. got it on their, on their phone. You know, you can Bluetooth it to anything. So. Uh, Jeff and I can run a radio station being five hours apart. Right. Is and, that crazy? Yeah. I mean, and, I, and that's like me, right? I can, I can record music with people in Georgia. Nice. You know? Yeah. That's, that's music is everywhere and it's incredible. That's um, it. What a time to be alive, you know. Well, yeah, but like one thing, like it's. Oh, I always say, I, I tell my friend, I have a buddy that's like, I knew him for a long time. That he was a big old metalhead. He brought that to the table, like I, because I didn't know a lot about it. So he was always good for metal. Now he's full on switched to rap music, but like the newer stuff, and he's my age. And yeah, I'm like, rap. That's a that's a that's different. It, it's. Man wacky yeah and i go you know as the older you get you're less likely to like every new thing that comes out now yeah you like certain parts of the country but you may not like the, the, all the whole thing you still have your favorites from the past the older we get um but i was like so you so you from you switching to, to metal yeah. to, to modern hip-hop you like skipped all the hip-hop prior to that you might have caught some of some of it for me and a couple of our other friends i was like you missed a lot of great hip-hop stuff man yeah yeah that's what i said but he's like what you're saying rude is what i like is crap and what you like is great and i was like well oh, yeah right. and you're like yeah that's exactly what i'm saying so, yeah and i was yeah, like i don't know i can't see how you can make that i mean i could see being a metal metalhead forever yeah i mean once you, once you grab onto that you probably never really let go of that but i, I was transferring from one to the other like that later on it's like I, not, not without that that you know that's that's pretty impressive so uh, yeah, just, and it's, it's i mean i figured yeah there's some stuff maybe that's what caught he caught on me listening to a lot or the buddies too with rap music and stuff and then eventually was like oh but i, I was kind of shocked because he's talking about all these newer hip-hop artists and i'm like uh yeah uh, okay no <laughs> listen to this first yeah. And then yeah. come back to this and see if you like it. Right. And and so, but like, because I, I mean, I'm a hip hop show and I have shows where I kind of stay up on the music, but with this access to music, it's infinite. Yeah, there's and so much. I, so I miss so much hip hop of the 90s. So I'm exploring a lot of that. The mm -hmm. 2000s, it gives me a chance to get caught up. Truthfully, I didn't really like a whole lot of grunge music because... I was a hip hop fan at the time. I was a gangster rap guy, and they killed Hair Rock, which I loved Hair Rock back in the day. And yeah, so, everybody, everybody's like, "Isn't Nir Nirvana incredible?" And I'm like, "I hate Nirvana because." And it's like, I I like the music. I'll listen to it, and the songs are still incredible. Um, and and it's just because of that beat that you know that Grohl brought to it. Yeah. Like, it, it's funny. It's like the best. I personally think the the best thing that came out of nirvana was the foo fighters man i mean it's and it's like you, you listen to him describe what he was doing on the drums he was he was taking like you know beats fr from like i don't know like blues and like oh. the stuff he was doing like hip-hop or whatever but he was and he was entered and he was putting that into the grunge and making it his own you know it's like the steve Grohl. and i mean like Dave, but yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way man i loved i loved hair metal and what's kind of cool is when you find out like bands that that weren't famous at the time and that they were they were still playing, 
You know, it's yeah. like it didn't just stop. You know, one of my favorite songs from uh, Mr. Big is uh, called Shine. And that didn't come out till later. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's it's just like it doesn't, it didn't stop. It's just they quit feeding it to us. They, oh, didn't, yeah. make it, they didn't make it as accessible. But yeah. now with the way the world is, man, there is music everywhere. Like yeah. if you want a certain genre, if you want to do country, you can do country. If you want to do the, like the hip hop or like the pop country, excuse me. Yeah. You can do that. Uh, if you like red dirt roads, you can go that way, you know, outlaw country. Yeah. Uh, I, I lean a little bit more to the old country to, you know, to the, you know, that way to red dirt road or, or outlaw country. But, um, you know, uh, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. It's like, you can listen to whatever you want now. Oh, it's, I always joke about it. Up. You, can, you can make a station, you know, it's like, what's your favorite band? You know, it's like you, you put in their Foo Fighters and then they, they do a whole, you know, you, you, you listen to a whole radio station and it's like, and then they start throwing stuff in here. What the hell was that? Oh, yeah. You know, they sneak it in and like, you're like, then you start looking up. It's, it's kind of neat. Or you're like, I haven't heard that song. 20 yeah. years, 30 Where's years. Where's that song been? I totally forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, and that's what really like with grunge music, I went back and was like, all right, I didn't like Nirvana because I felt they killed what I like. But I like yeah. Soundgarden. I liked everybody around him, but Nirvana was yeah. that the face of it all. But then yeah. there was one day, I'm DJing at Lovejoy's, and this guy is like, hey, have you ever heard of dubstep? And I was like, no. And uh, I wasn't DJing, I was just hanging out. And he's like, no. And then he put some on the jukebox, like because it was, you know, digital internet jukebox. And it starts playing, and I'm like, uh, uh, and literally was the worst music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I, I like my literal gut feel, my chest wanted, my body wanted to just leave. Yeah. Like I was like, I got to go smoke. Like I'm out. Yeah. Like this is weird. This is not good. And there's a whole key and peel sketch about it. Yeah. About dubstep. And I was like, <laughs> as I sat, as I left and went outside, I went, man, if that's the worst music, I need to re explore Nirvana. Cause I really. Yeah just buried them because i didn't like them and i was like and every time they came on i'd bitch or whatever and i was like i'm opening my mind to them yeah dude and it's, that's just, that's the thing is the time we all listen to it yeah listening i i didn't quit listening to it. i was i was like i was still finding new bands i found like love hate came out you know and i was like i was like where are these guys where where did they come from you yeah. know damn yankees you know and they, oh, they yeah. were you know, like a super band, you know, like you take a bunch of guys and from different bands and put them together. And, and so it's like, I was always trying to find new stuff, but it's like, yeah, it's like when it, when it, when it stopped, when they killed the hair metal, like, you know, and, and, and it probably needed to change oh, anyway, yeah. you know, I mean, the, that rock and roll lifestyle, man, that was a, that was a hard life. So they were, they were larger than life rock stars, pyro, girls, alcohol, women, booze. They might be able to play the guitar, we, yeah. you know, and 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 that's where grunge came along and gave it gave rock music at a time a little more soul. Um, yeah. Then we hey, you don't have to do all that to play music. You can wear your flannel and start the floor right. and make right. great stuff. And and I was like, oh, it needed to happen. I get it. It was a show. It was the 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 show at that time. Yeah, you know, it was a metal thing. So or or hair metal. But so, at the time, I was so into like gangster rap, Snoop, like Dre. Like I didn't care. Like I was hearing, I was hearing grunge, but I hadn't 
zero. I was like, oh, girls kind of like it. Okay, I'll listen to it. I'm telling you, like, I, I, I knew that wasn't even that wasn't on my radar. And then, like I said, that that kid from Chicago showed up. And he brought, like, I remember listening to Too Short and Rob Bass with him. Oh, yeah. Two live crew. You know, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, where did, where does this stuff come from? This is all right. You know, it's like, this is good stuff. And then I heard Digital Underground, you know, and I'm like, what? Ah. Sex packets? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, like, this is great. I love this song. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, I think, I think for me, uh, growing up, man, I, I just loved everything. You know, yeah. I love old country you know, and, and then, of course, you know, my mom and she listened to the Bee Gees and stuff, you know, and <laughs> Kenny, yeah, Kenny right. Rogers and the Bee Gees were playing at my house on vinyl when my, I was a kid growing up because my mom, you know, and then the Eagles. The oh, Eagles, yeah. You know, that was always playing um, at our house, you know, that the Eagles. But then later on, I can remember when, like, Michael Jackson was getting big. And I remember taking a ski trip. And we, we had a big old van. And the whole yeah. family climbed in, and we were listening to Michael Jackson, you know, like Thriller and stuff. Yeah, right. Driving yes. along, are we gonna listen to this the whole way? You know, it's the. I so. would. The Eagles were always the great like compromise in my parent, my mom, and stepdad's vehicle. Otherwise, yeah. I'd have my headphones on. You probably heard all sorts of great language coming outside and then i'd hear eagles pop on and I'd be like oh, i like the eagles i'll take those yeah. headphones off i can listen to this and it, it led it the fleetwood mac led to some other stuff where i was like okay still, um, to this, this, still to this day probably the best concert i ever went to was at the at the event center in casper was probably the eagles oh wow. it, i mean and i mean hands down i mean the foo fighters is probably a, a close second with Judas Priest third. Wow. And, and that's at the event center, you know, and, you know, just, I just, when I heard the Eagles play live, it was like, it sounds just like the albums. They're that good. Yeah. It's not, they're actually playing it. They're doing it. And it's like, I mean, of course, you, if you do it forever and you play it over and over, I'm sure you get, you know, really good at it. But it's like, it just, it was just so incredible to hear them live. And you know, you know, and Glenn, with that Glenn Fry, you know, before he he passed away, it's like I got to hear him. You know, That's the, awesome. supposed to be how they, and it was like literally the best, the best concert I've ever been to. It was it was incredible. Wow. My, yeah, I, I never got to see it. My parents did for sure. Well, and uh, every song, you know, every word oh. of every. Song. It's like you don't you don't even know your Eagles fan, like, and then you start singing every word. It's like yeah. You know, that, that, that's how I felt about the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yeah, and I swear that my friends' parents growing up, they were younger, they liked Grateful Dead, were playing Grateful Dead at their house. And then I had him on my podcast, and he's like, no. Uh, uh, they didn't play a whole lot. They, they kind of liked them. But they, I was like, then where do I know all these Grateful Dead songs from? I was like, I do like jam band music. But I was like, there's there's somewhere, like, because I remember going to like shows now, and there's, you know, Dead Side. Man, everybody covers Grateful Dead. And I'm like, that's a Grateful Dead song. How do I know that it's a Grateful Dead song? Now I do, but earlier I was like, I, I know this song. And then I'm, I'm always shocked. I'm like, oh, that's a Dead song? Yeah. But they covered a lot too. Well, it's, covered, it's, yeah. it's funny though because, you know, like I had a I have a really good friend. His name's uh, Chuck Smith. And and we've like, we, we were avid, you know, we go to dirt malls and garage selling because uh -huh. we're looking for old electronics and vinyl. And so, like, we were doing it when, like, it wasn't cool. So we were we were picking up like these 
these collections and you know people were going through people's records and it's like man so, some of the, the the vinyl that we've we've found is just incredible you know i don't even know i should probably sell my vinyl collection because you know <laughs> it's like it's i'm sure it's worth a gazillion dollars now but you know it's like we bought we would buy boxes for you know five ten bucks you know and wow. then you go i got to the point where I, it took so much time to go through like a whole box i just say how much do you want for the box of vinyl <laughs> You know, and they like 20 bucks here. And then I could go back home and I could go through it. So I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, and then, uh, my good, my good friend, uh, Chad lore, when I get done and I'd have all that vinyl, I'd like, I would take that vinyl to him and I go here, now you go through it and he <laughs> would pick his stuff out and then he'd sell it or do something with it. So sharing music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He were Napster before uh, <laughs> yeah. Napster was big. <laughs> yeah. Before Napster was cool, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, like, you know, my, we have a joke. It's uh, my buddy Chuck. He's like, the people will ask him, it's like, oh my gosh, how many garage sales do you have to go to to get vinyl like this? And he says, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Great. There's my future. Right. So I'm down vinyl at, at garage sales. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, you're talking about in in going around and looking for large electronics, and you, you spoke about it earlier. Video games, like yeah, legit arcade video games. Uh, I see one in the back. He's got a Tron one in the back. Yeah, that, that's Tron. That's yeah. a, the how 80... many total you got? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, so I got uh, two cocktail games. Uh, I I. You kind of like room wise, you know, I, I basically I built a game that plays 60 different games. Oh, cool. So, that, that, so it's like, you know, it's the Pac-Man, the Donkey Kong and Frogger and yeah, that, that cool stuff. So that takes up that doesn't take up a lot of space, but we have that. And then uh, I have another sit down cocktail and then, oh, what? There's three, three games down here. And then uh, I like pinball a lot. Pinball is probably my favorite. So. There's uh four pinball machines up in the garage right now, and then uh, and then there's a dragon's dragon's lair, of course. Yes. You know, that, and it's it's actually dragon's lair. I've actually built a couple of those, you know, and brought them back to life with yeah. the, the original that play with laser discs, because then they, they they have workarounds now. But uh, the the last one that I have now is still working on a laser disc, but it's a dragon's lair cabinet, but it plays dragon's lair two. Okay. Nobody, everybody doesn't know about Dragon's Lair Two. It was an incredible, incredible game. Uh, Don Bluth, who did uh, like the Secret of Nim. Okay. All dogs go to heaven. You know uh, uh, the American Tale. You know it's like those are all the guy. The guy that does the cartoon work on Dragon's Lair did all those movies, and he worked for Disney for a short time. He he did the the Black Cauldron. Was oh, that the last one? The you know, which it was. It was a pretty dark film, scary for kids back then, but especially for Disney. Yeah, and so he went out on his own, and then so that's like I, I really have this this place in my heart for for any of that Dragon Slayer, Don Bluth kind of kind of stuff. So I yeah, quite, I got I was, lots of games. I got lots of stuff in lots of, lots of electronics, lots of stereos. There's <laughs> two tables in in the room down here, and then. We got turntables uh, upstairs in the garage and eight track players and reel to reels. And um, wow. Uh, <laughs> Party my broadcasting great. Jeff, Jeff can vouch for this too. 
we actually had to cut reel to reel, splice it. Uh, it was outdated then, but they just yeah. make sure we could do it. Which yeah, and so you'd be like, you record the commercial, and then you'd have to cut out certain words. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was. Well, I, I, we did that. You know, I, I worked as a. I was a uh, assistant manager at a movie theater in high school. So like, we used to splice in movies. You know, we had oh, to. Yeah. We had to you had to know how to, to, to splice 35 mil, you know, in and then build it up on platter systems, like driving platter systems. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. Like, that it was, I was like, why are we doing this? That's why I'm going into TV. <laughs> it's all digital. <laughs> yeah. It's all digital now. But because it was like, you kind of went down two paths, but in the beginning, you had, you would do both radio and television and then. Lot some people went to radio. I went to TV. Um, just well, I'd already been turning. I, I'd already had. Yeah, they yeah. probably told you, you know, it's like radio is gonna die. Oh They're, yeah, don't do anything. It's like, but like, it's look how huge it is now. People are doing podcasts and you know, and, and that, like radio at that time. Like, yeah, they were starting to go almost digital too. Where like the, live DJs were really just going to the wayside, um, because all the money was in advertising. And now you could DJ from anywhere, you know, and it, and it, it's kind of nice, but, and I knew I had that in my back pocket that I'd have to, if I had to go on the radio again or do something again, I, I'm familiar. Um, but my intent was never to be the, the talent. I was always behind the scene guy. Like I never thought yeah, uh, it would turn this way. And, um, it all happened because I knew what people were doing on the other side. I, I knew what they wanted. And I was like, all right, I can be your host. Cause I know what everybody's like looking at me on the other side of that camera or the other side, count me down. Like, I know what you want. So I can be that guy. The voice didn't develop till much later. Like I'm sure I was sounded all weird in high school. It wasn't like that necessarily. Hey, now you got the butter voice. Hey, how's yeah. Everybody hey. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it's no, it's no Jeff voice. And yeah. I'm always like, Everyone's like, is that his real voice? I'm like, yep, he's on. Like, yeah. he sounds great all the time. Like, he's like ready yeah. to cut the promo at any moment. Me, I got to do some vocal exercises. Got to warm that stuff up before we start talking. I get nasally and um, everything. Like Growing up, if you would have told me Jeff was going to be a DJ, you know, or like that stuff, it's like, I would have never, I was like, you know, like, yeah. I know he liked music. They always liked music, but I, you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to go where your heart takes you oh i mean, it, i remember being like if it was a voiceover i'd be like jeff read my voiceover your voice <laughs> is so much better but he had the long hair down to his butt so he wasn't really camera friendly right <laughs> off the bat but then he came in and he cut the hair and it's all good yeah. But, um yeah it was like to be like that's that that voice can make a lot of money and then he went in and like tried to sell it and do voiceover work and stuff and nobody was calling back i was like what are you talking about what you I was just like, I get that you don't want to call me Mac, but you gotta call that guy back. That's yeah, that could be your voice of cars for a generation <laughs> and everything. He's ready to roll. Right. And and so, but yeah, I, I never thought that um I would be on the the talent side. And so, yes, I've collected uh we moved recently, so I got rid of a lot of junk. Um, but I have a lot of cables, I have a lot of machinery that I'm like, that would be good here, but haven't really put time into it. Anything with it yeah yeah um but it's because it's also like 
well, I wanted this when I was growing up, so I'm gonna have it now. Like right. I couldn't afford it then. I can afford. Yeah, I think. It now. I think that's that's like with me. I'm the same way. I love. I mean, the games and stuff that I play, the toys, you know, things that I remember, like all that stuff. Like you know, I we I love skateboard and stuff. I've I've got a huge collection of skateboards. Oh, yeah, you do. People, most people wouldn't even know that. You know, it's just I love that. It's a whole side of of the art world that people don't even talk about is, you know, is that skateboard and BMX, you know, all oh, that yeah. came through there. So, and it's just all the stuff that makes me happy. And that's like, it's like, get, get what makes you happy. You know, like enjoy, enjoy your stuff. You're only here for a while. Enjoy yeah. your stuff. I had Tommy Guerrero board, the flaming uh, dagger. Do you I have that got, one? I have that one. Yeah. It's awesome. That's yeah. Oh, he was my probably my favorite skater out of top world. I mean, Tom, Tony Hawk was sick, but uh, Guerrero. And now he plays in like he's a bass player in a band. It's called well, like, they are. It's like yeah. uh, Salba. Steve, oh yeah, yeah. He he plays. He's he does lead guitar, and then God, there's a bunch of them that do it. That um, Valley or Valley or Glaley, yeah. I think it was that he he's got he's he's kind of the, he does like a, a death metal type, I think, or whatever it is. I don't know what he does, but yeah, it's like. A lot of them kind of, and I don't know if, if all that kind of goes together, like music and, and skating and yeah. like love for music. Because they were, you know, people that skateboarded listened to a totally different kind of music. You oh, know, yeah. they were listening to the butthole surfers and stuff like <laughs> that, you know, and they were, you know, listening to Metallica. And then they, you know, you'd, we, we listened to, you know, stuff that, that nobody else would listen to, you know. So yeah, that's how I, we started, which I... Now, as I we talk about Guns N' Roses, you know, it's like one of a great, you know, rock band of, of you know, one of them, a great one yeah. of all time, I think. But it's like, you know, it's like I listen to that, and then Black Sabbath. We, you know, I I got love love for Black Sabbath because I was skating, you know. So all that all that music from that time is just, and it goes it all it all kind of together, you know. It's like the artwork and the music, and you know, the red hot chili peppers and oh, stuff, yeah. you know, it's like all that stuff was skate stuff, you know, oh, yeah. to me, to me, that's what oh, I think. Yeah. You know, so I had like all sorts, like I skated out in Oregon. Um, we had a half pipe up the street. How awesome. Um, yeah. Had, um, it was, was half pipes in Wyoming. <laughs> it was, it was a very, very old wooden, like we went there to get better so we could skate the really good one yeah. across town but not look like idiots. Yeah. And so I probably still have pieces of wood probably somewhere in my body. Right. Uh, a knees definitely from that one. Um, and, and built out of rubber. So you fall down. Oh, I could do that again. If I just tweak it here, I yeah. could do that again. Oh, yeah. let's do that again. Back, back then it was easier to take a spill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after a while i was like man uh i want to play football like i don't know if like right. like i want to play like, a, competitive that tough, yeah that was a tough time too because like back then there was there were different groups of people oh yeah so to be able to balance you know being able to skate still and like and then and do the sports and stuff and then like and then and i don't know too many adults back in the 80s that liked anybody that skated I mean, they were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. people people you're a punk you know if you were you know if you had your hair or you know had long hair in the back you know or a rat tail or whatever whatever you had mine was but, shaggy 
like just jack every i knew the people that all had the mullets and stuff yeah they had, uh, the, had the hair that hung in the, the tony hawk i didn't do that till later <laughs> i didn't grow my out till later because i played in sports and you couldn't put a helmet over it yeah yeah just pop out <laughs> i couldn't see and then high school it was like you had to have your hair cut but <laughs> um oh yeah i I had the shaggy hair because I was getting into like Molly Crew, like rock music, and then hip hop kind of came around. I was listening to what my sister liked, but so I kind of had the shaggy hair, spiked wristbands, jean jacket, you know. <laughs> and next thing you know, it was like overnight. Um, now I'm a, now I'm an athlete playing football, cut my hair, wearing right. preppy clothes, wearing having short hair. It was, and then and then trying to fit in too. You know, oh, trying was, to go back to skate with those guys. Yeah, no, that wasn't yeah. happening. Yeah, I was. <laughs> It was tough because, like, you know, you have love in one place, but then you're trying to do another and you're trying to yeah. stay out of trouble. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, I always felt like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, maybe we shouldn't do that. I mean, this isn't maybe, you know, it's like, and then some of those hardcore skaters, man, they just didn't have that right or wrong thing. You know, they would just, they would just do whatever. They'd get in trouble all the time. But that's what was so cool about them. Those guys yeah. were great. You know, those were the guys yeah. to hang out with. Yeah, don't skate here. We're gonna skate there. All right, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, oh yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was interesting. And then I had because I had like, um, a BMX Diamondback growing up. Man, my parents weren't rich. I don't. I think I fell off a truck. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I went from like like uh, Walmart, well, uh, bike. BMX bike TV, to, yeah. to a diamondback, which I could lift over my head with one hand right. as a kid. And uh I put pegs on the back. We do jumps and stuff, but mostly I'd ride. <laughs> yeah, I we I'd ride it. I could the, the neck you could spin. So if you pop the back, oh, I had, the gy- had a gyro, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's badass. Um I'm a lot of the time I end up we would put the decks on the front and buddy on the back riding the pegs and then i'd pedal us there right. and I'd be like okay my turn right on the back. <laughs> you pedal us out of here um now we're all alive man yeah yeah i know oh yeah <laughs> I, I mean and like i'm sure like my parents didn't know i was going that far to skate like right. it was far yeah uh, and, and all the good places to skate were always the way far across oh, yeah. town. you know you in a, in a ditch somewhere yeah oh <laughs> The, the um, true meaning of "be careful." We don't want you to end up in a ditch when you were actually. There. <laughs> That's what we did. That's where we went, man. That's where it was fun. It was in the ditch. <laughs> friends from the neighborhood, they'd be like, "I can't believe your parents let you go there." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, you I just went. Go. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, I that bad influence skater kid for yeah. the while. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I was like, I always joke, I, like my first bike. Like the first BMX bike I had was a, it was a coast to coast, you know, that was a special, like ST racing is what they oh, call yeah, it. Yeah. It was a Huffy off brand, you there know, you so, oh, Huffy. <laughs> no, it was, which it was, you know, it was made by Huffy for like coast, coast to coast. And uh-huh. so I don't think I ever, I remember the kids that got GTs, you know, I oh, was yeah. very envious of those, those guys that had the GTs, man, they were yeah. like, I was like a freestyle GT. Come on, man. You know, that was a, <laughs> or, you know, or Diamondback, you know, it's Diamondback. like when people had Diamondback, you know, they were racing. You know, those, oh, yeah. guys, those guys were good. So, oh, I, I remember first couple of jumps, I took it off and I was up there. Like I was like, whoa, 
holy crap this thing's light yeah. like i couldn't really and i and you land and you don't bend it like it was great right. it was great light to and have handlebars <laughs> and then and then we could do cool stuff on that you shot off in front of the old older kids and yeah. hit some cool and oh man let me check out your bike i'm like i'm gonna sit on it because you'll probably take it from me so you can you can check out some things uh, yeah it's but yeah, it was interesting to uh, make that change from uh, skating to full-time jock to eventually become like full-time music guy in life. Right. And, and 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 nowadays I'm like I don't I don't regret any of it, but I sound like a popcorn machine when just like walking upstairs, walking around. It doesn't hurt, yeah. but like I beat the hell out of my body when I was like, man, I should have been filling my brains full of knowledge, not that but it was fun it was great but i wish i would have spent more time in the classroom back in the day (laughs) i i walk down like i'll I'll be going get up in the middle of the night at station one and everybody knows i'm getting up because all my like my joints and my ankles crack and my knees pop and stuff and they're like yeah we heard you get up the other night you sound like a popcorn machine yep yeah same thing oh if i sit for long periods of time and i have three sets of stairs in my house yeah. They're like six X piece, but you can hear me from the top floor as I'm coming up from the bottom <laughs> floor. <laughs> All right. I got one more question for you, even though we, we kind of missed some stuff, but like, you know, you got a wife. We're not, we're not going to get one more question. You got a wife, you got some kids. How'd you meet your wife? Oh, that was crazy. Uh, it was, uh, I, I actually ran in into uh, this, uh, her mother. And uh, at her workplace, and I had mentioned that, you know, I was like, I, I had seen her her daughter before, yeah. but she was she was younger. She's she's quite a bit younger. I did, I did okay. Um, so, but uh, she, you know, as I just started on the fire department, and uh, I was, you know, I had I had mentioned I was like, hey, so what's your daughter up to? And she was going to school in Laramie. Huh? And she's she's like, yeah, she's uh, she's up in school in Laramie. And I go, oh, okay, I, that's all I said. And then uh, what her mother ended up get getting married to uh, one of my the shift commander on the fire department. Okay. And so one day I, I get a call and, uh, and it's from my shift commander. And so like he calls up and I'm at station station three and he calls and he says, hey, this is uh, Don Crow. And I'm like. Oh, and I thought I was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, yes, yes, Commander, what is it? And he's like, oh, I was just was wondering if you might want to go do a double date with me and my my wife and and uh, her daughter. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, that'll be all right. So uh, I ended up uh, in our, our, we went to the, the Wonder Bar, you know, and it was like, that was my first, you know, it was a double date with my, my shift commander. <laughs> You know his girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure when yeah. when they got they got married, but and then and then my wife Shireen, and so we sat down and it was one of those like she was home for for the holidays, and so everybody that walked through the door was like all my friends were home for the holidays. Oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm supposed to be on this on a date with with her, you know, and uh, everybody that's coming in is like Pat. You know, and like the, and then it's, and she said that every girl that walked in was, you know, like, hey, you know, so, but we got done and she kind of shattered her back to me and, and I kind of figured I'd blown it, you know, with everybody walking in and stuff. So I was like, I, 
one of my buddies, uh, my roommate at the time, Jay Lusher walked in and he's, he's, uh, he's like, Hey, I think we're going to go to the beacon. You want to go? And I looked at her and I go, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, so I left oh, <laughs> like, cool. right, like, I'll see you later. Thanks for, uh, you know, it was fun hanging and I'll talk to you later. So I figured that was kind of it, you know, and she was, she was a little bit, quite a little bit younger than I am. So, and, uh, but then, uh, she, but then it was like, I don't know, four or five days later, I got a call again from the chef commander and I'm like, Oh, I'm in trouble again. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, he goes, Hey, uh, I was just wondering if, uh, maybe you'd go, go on another double date with us. And I go, and I was like, I'll tell you what, Don, I said, if she wants to go on a date, have her call me and I'll go on a date with her. And, uh, so then he hung up and she called right back and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, call, you need to call me, you know, quit sending your, your dad. And that's how it, it, it how it started is, uh, that's how we met was through kind of her mom and, and her stepdad. Wow. That's a great story, man. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, it, it goes on. I mean, like, even like when I, I decided to give her a ring, man, it was, it was a crazy situation, but it's like, it's all it's all good stuff. We've we've been very blessed. We got two good, you know, really good boys so far. <laughs> what are they so far? Huh? Yeah, so far they're 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 both good kids, okay. and uh, total like total opposites. Uh, one's the ge one loves geology. He's going to school at Casper College for geology. I know. And the other one is uh, he's still in in, in high school, in his sophomore year, and. He loves building bicycles and, and working on mechanical things. And, wow. and they're a little bit different, but they're both really cool, fun to hang out with. Yeah, that's awesome, man. All right. Now, here's my last question. <laughs> um, the show's called All My Friends with uh, Justin Flaskrid. I say of everyone on the show, how did we meet? How did we become friends? Well, we get, we got to be good friends through Cow or Cowboy Joe Radio at the time, which oh, is yeah. now CJ radio and uh i think that was the the uh was it limber lost the night that we that i played down in sheridan is like where we i mean we always talked and stuff yeah we were, and I, I met you that you know through probably meetings zoom meetings covid yeah yeah and then uh then we ended up uh i got i just opened did a little opening did like four or five songs for limber lost and uh and then we we had beers you know yeah place so yeah, it's like we had, we've had some fun. <laughs> yeah, um, we need yeah. to have another. We need to have another beer. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, you have to share it again. Once that snow melts up there, I'll come up and see you guys. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it, I remember we started having like Zoom hangouts because of COVID and stuff. Yeah, and Jeff was telling me he was in it, and it seemed like Statford, popular Buffalo name. <laughs> that I've heard multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. And sure, all your relatives, whatever. And so I was like, which Stratford is this? You know, kind of how I felt. And because, uh, like, I met Jeff in college and I knew all the Buffalo guy people. Right. So many Buffalo people, they're like, are you from Buffalo? And I was like, I've never even been. And it <laughs> took me like years uh, to go up there. You know anybody from Buffalo? It's like you lived in Buffalo because yeah. everybody from Buffalo that grew up there, they talk about it like it's Mayberry. Yeah. Oh because yeah. Like I, I get teased all the time. It's like, man, it's like growing up in Buffalo was like being in Mayberry. It's like it's the perfect place to grow up. It is. 
You know, yeah. it's an it's a credible little town. So oh, I mean, yeah, because it's right next to Big Horns. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of my favorite people came from Buffalo, so yeah, I really love the place. Um, and so we get into we do the COVID like, hangout sessions on Zoom and everything. And like, I was just thinking about this question, and I was like, did I not meet Pat until? You played it with member lost up in Sheridan. And I was like, man, man, that wasn't, that was the first physical. Uh, yeah. That, I was that. that was the first time we hung out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I might've been, um, I maybe just didn't pay attention enough. The Coors song and, and Jeff's like just throwing around Coors cause it's coming. The song is coming. Right, right, right. And right. then you start singing. I was like, have I heard this song? Like I've heard a lot. Of, I know a lot of your music, but I was like, I don't think I've heard chorus song. Yeah, and it was great. It was perfect. Yeah, I, lo I loved it. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, a lot of people listen that I've I've, I've kind of has started listening to my music has listened to the newer stuff. Yeah. Like when they when they go back and they listen to that first album, they're like, oh, that's a that's a cool song. You know, I was like, it's hard to you can't play all of it. You know, trying to figure out whenever you're doing a set or. And it's just a short set if it's like 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever, just picking seven or eight songs. Oh, if, yeah. you get, if you can get them in, you know, it's like you want to play your new stuff. And it's like, and it's fun to play covers too, but you know, it's like you got to remember like you're there to play your music, to oh, share, yeah. your, share your music. And it's like we're going through that. We got a, a gig on our, it's just, uh, we're doing a fundraiser on, on uh, Friday um, for a gentleman and, and, and trying to pick the the you know just five or six songs to play for 30 minutes and yeah. then because you know, it's a uh like a, a music marathon a bunch of oh. artists from casper are all getting together and playing 30 minute sets just you know to raise money so and i what i really love about your music too um you're wyoming through and through <laughs> and the stuff you sing about is wyoming through and through um i like beer in the fridge and yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I was like, I may not have a truck or dog, <laughs> but I know that life. Yeah, or well, it's, it's funny because like my next my next song, I think that I've decided on what we're gonna release is uh, it is it's a Buffalo song. It's about oh, you know, being there, and it's a it's 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 like everything I love about it about you know the mountains and 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 so it's like. I, I, hopefully that'll be the one that that we we end up doing and releasing and uh but yeah it's like that's that's all i know you know that's <laughs> yeah from wyoming and drinking beer and 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 dogs and having fun and so yeah i'm a hick <laughs> <laughs> we still call ourselves hicks these days yeah rednecks hicks whatever yeah man. We're not hillbillies. We're mountain billies because we live way too much far above sea level. High plains, high plains billies. High plains billies. Well, Pat, I want to uh, thank you for being on the show, man. Sure. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. All my friends. All my friends. All my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends. All my friends. All my friends with Justin Flaskerud. I want to thank Pat for being on the show and thank him for his service as a fireman. 
That's a tough job and I'm glad there's people like Patrick doing it. And while I want to thank him for keeping me entertained with his music, I know so many of you probably listening to this podcast are entertained by his music as well. And if you want more of his music, check out his website, patrickwstatford.com. That's patrickwstatford.com. All right, folks, on to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.